the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Has the market bottomed? That is the $64,000 question. Stocks kick off the week higher. There's a lot of things that did fall into place to quote unquote put a market in, bottom in, in the last two, three weeks, including massive stimulus from both the Federal Reserve and Congress. We had one heck of a bad day, second worst day ever. That's typically a, a flag that says, yeah, well, it could have been a bottom. We've had some volatility cut, even though it still feels volatile. We're not really going higher or lower right now. One bad day is followed up by a good day. One really bad day is followed up by a okay day. So stocks are kicking off the week higher. It begs the question, have we put in a market bottom? I think that's the wrong question. Because if there was a checklist and I had it, I'd be the richest man on the planet. If there was something that said, here's the six exact specific things, I still own a 401k, completely 100% invested. I still own stocks and bonds, um, not much in bonds, some bond funds that are tied towards 401ks. But, and they're kind of like cash equivalents. I changed some of my weightings in the last year particularly in the last six months after having an up year that I don't like up years. They freak me out. It's too easy. It's too good. So today we're having a good day because this is supposed to be the worst week possible. Um, Let's hit some market stories, shall we? And get back to what this show should be about. Janet Yellen says unemployment's likely already around 12 to 13%. I can't imagine a scenario in the world where a president gets reelected with rising unemployment because it's kind of um, it's kind of a litmus test on your your policies. In the last four years, this is where we've gotten to. Now, again, I'm not making a political statement there. I'm telling you what history says. So, what's going to be done in between now and the elections? I think the, the kitchen sink gets thrown out, and the baby water gets all through. Everything gets thrown at this problem, even the baby. We're going to be fighting babies. How bored am I in quarantine at this point in time? I was watching a a zombie Nazi teenage camp out horror movie. I know you're saying, ooh, that sounds good. (laughs) Drop me an email if you want the name of it. There's more than one. Nazi zombies are a thing. I did not know that in cinema. They are a thing. So Janet Yellen's out there. That's kind of negative news, right? And we get the Surgeon General saying this is going to be a very, very sad week. Um, But we're also, on the other hand, we're seeing Larry Kudlow get on CNBC and say the Small Business Administration Lending Program has been pushed out 
at least 38 billion loans to 130,000 borrowers. 175 million people get assistance checks. He supports issuing COVID war bonds at this point in time. Oh, man, that sounds like propaganda, but I'm not against it either. When the, when the lending rate is so low, that's the time to take on debt as a nation. And if China's willing to buy our debt or Saudi Arabia's willing to buy our debt or if Europe's willing to buy our debt, are we behest and beholden to them forever? Some people may, don't, may not like that, but I'm like, hey, if you want to build new hospitals for us and we'll pay you back 1%, that's great. So I'm, I'm seeing some positives here. I'm not so caught up that I think this is, is definitely all over, but I'm kind of like maybe 60, 40, I don't know. I, I haven't really thought of those odds yet, but it's something in my head. Broadcom earlier disclosed disruptions in certain parts of its global supply chain, saying semiconductor product demand remains consistent with current expectations, due in part to short-term demand to facilitate an increase in manufacturing of end products. They're a big player. They're tied towards the, the semiconductors that go into our phones and go into a lot of our products. Broadcom may not be a household name to you. It is to tech investors. They came out and said a lot of our manufacturing is done at Taiwan Semiconductor. And you can actually, if, if you want to own a semiconductor company, you can. If you want to own a semiconductor research company, who like a synopsis or a cadence design designs semiconductors on computer programs. And then like, you're like Eureka, that one's faster than the last one. Let's print it and send it off to Asia and they'll make it for us. Well, then you're going to need something like the semiconductor equipment that makes semiconductors, but you're also going to need a, a, a foundry who bakes and makes the semiconductors because they go out and buy the semiconductor equipment. So Broadcom is given a pretty broad picture about the severity, and they're not saying it's horrible. They're saying there's some life out there. Um, they still say particularly consumer products such as smartphones are going to negatively impact our results, but they're using terms that are um, will come out of this, and things are kind of firing okay at this point in time. Materials are doing very, very well today. As we come out of a recession, what are we going to do? We're going to spend money. And as we spend money, and it's the best part is we're not even in, technically in a recession yet, but we are. You know it and I know it. So one of the things that we spend on coming out is on infrastructure. It's an area where Congress can get more money into the economy and not really piss anyone off other than people who don't like seeing the national debt rise. Um, people will vote for anyone who supports new roads, new buildings, new hospitals, new bridges, new airports. Some people will say, okay, but don't do that high-speed train. I get it. Infrastructure problems can become sticky. Wasn't that high-speed train supposed to be up and going between L.A. and San Francisco years ago? Listen, it's ne that's never how it works. When I moved to the Bay Area in 2000, um, the Bay Bridge was under construction. It took like 18 years, start to finish, to expand it correctly, like one lane. And you're like, why did you start on two more lanes so that my grandchildren drive on it? Um, so Freeport MacMoran, Copper and Gold, ticker symbol FCX, they're an infrastructure play. 
Mosaic, ticker symbol MOS. They are two. Lyondale Basel, chemical company, LYB, Dow, DOW, Sealed Air, SEE. You're going to see some infrastructure spending come. Will it be trillions? I don't know. Will it ruin our deficit? I, I, that's not, I'm not a deficit guy. I'm a watch where the money goes and, and throw some money there. And the gambling stocks, for instance, are leading the way higher today. Whether you're a, a, a theme park like ticker symbol fun, Six Flags, who pay massively big dividends, but we can't go there. Um, you know, a Marriott, a JetBlue, um, some of the, the ticketing companies in travel. Uh, you're just seeing travel and leisure just broadly up 15% today because we saw that this is going to be the worst week or next week's going to be the worst week. And then let's start planning going to SeaWorld again. And let's start planning going to Six Flags, Flags and, and Cedar Fair. Let's all go out. We're going to do this. Um, so it's not necessarily that the war has been won. It's that maybe we could kind of see where it ends. It's going to be a bad week. Economically, we have yet to see anything. We're going to get there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, but also at newfocusfinancial.com if you need help with your portfolios. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. We have a holiday coming up at the end of this week, Easter. If there's one thing I can preach about holidays is it's a good time to spend with family or with even a minimal family, if that's what you have. And I try to practice that as much as I can. Markets are all higher today. I'm not talking a lot about the markets on up days or down days. I'm trying not to like focus on the numbers. I'm focusing on the trend where one month ago it was straight down and then it was a nice bounce back and then it was, let's go back down. And then it's like, maybe not, maybe yes, maybe not, maybe yes. We're putting in some sideways action and it's good. We're trying to guess the bottom and that's bad. Could we have put in a bottom? I I definitely think there's a chance. And it's not like a Jim Carrey chance from the movie Dumb and Dumber, where he's talking to the most beautiful woman on the planet, and he's not the most intellectually smart character. And he goes, so she goes, if you were the last man on the planet, he's asking her if he has a chance. And he goes, so I have a chance. And that's kind of where we're living at right now with the market is we're kind of trying to guess the bottom. Don't try to do it. Just play the game. If you're a day trader, you're trying to guess the bottom. Even if you're even if you're close, you're trying to guess the bottom, right? As a day trader, I'm not a day trader. Economy is getting slammed. The lockdown has triggered um, economic freezing. A lot of people are calling for a V-shaped recovery. The number of months from the start of a recession to the end of a recession in the United States, this would be unheard of if we were to be able to pull off a fast. That just started, and oh, we just ended it. Um, I haven't the faintest idea whether stocks will be higher or lower a month from a year from today. 
What is likely, however, is that the market will move higher, perhaps substantially so, well before either sentiment or the economy turns up. So if you wait for the Robins, spring will be over. That's a quote from Warren Buffett, and he said it during the financial crisis of 2008. So we're seeing up. Remember last week when things were getting rough? I said, yeah, I could see the Dow going back to 18,000 for sure. Because it was just there two weeks ago, and sometimes we need to like go sideways. We need to test it again and again and again and get the resolve of no more sellers are out there. Something that truly frightens me is how many people in this industry are not good at what they do. Um, I don't want to slam a person too hard, but there's one person that I know of that I'm thinking of who sends out a lot of emails. And she's kind of hip. She's dresses really cool. And she talks about money. And it's a little too hippie for me, a little bit too granola. I kind of like a little bit of uh, substance to why you invest for your future. I like a little bit of substance on like why you might like a stock or a sector. Not just, well, because the flowers said so. That's me, though. Amazon's in a bit of a sticky wicket in the last month, and it, it brings up really some of the dilemmas that you should have as an investor. Right now, they're playing an important role of bringing groceries to a lot of Americans' doorsteps. It's battling the COVID-19. It's battling the logistical complexities that the virus has introduced to delivering goods. Amazon also appears to be battling right now a war with their labor. In the last month, you've been locked up. You've probably seen a lot of Amazon packages. Are they safe? What should you do with it? Should you put your package in the oven? People were putting their packages in the oven, trying to disinfect them with heat. That just dry cardboard in an oven doesn't sound like the best idea to me. But again, I'm not a fireman. <clears throat> I have seen enough episodes of fire men's shows to say that doesn't look like a good idea you know honestly if a crock pot could kill that whole uh family in that show about divorce and love and generational anything could kill us so amazon's opening a hundred thousand new positions right now and we're starting to see stories about their retail operations and their employees and are they safe or are they not and protective medical gear being provided in chicago and detroit and sacramento so we're kind of seeing like some of the labor issues that amazon has play out right in front of our eyes we want the goods we want someone in those factories putting the our orders together we want someone delivering them but at the same time we're like eh. How could you be into your employees during this time? It is a real dilemma for individuals, I hope. Another dilemma that we have as far as a society at this point in time is what's this going to look like when we go back to work? Um, I don't have a huge exposure to... um, how shall we say, a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of friends. So I don't go to a lot of restaurants with anything other than my immediate family. But uh, people are dreaming about returning to restaurants, right? 
but people are also a little fearful fears and new precautions will be put in place. Like for instance, the airline industry has changed since September 11th. Not only do you have to go through TSA, but you're also, you're hearing message after message after message of, if you see someone act suspiciously, please report them. So it's changed the way we, we interact with travel. A lot of people think the restaurant industry is going to change as well. This is the 9-11 of the restaurant industry. And you can kind of see of how long is it going to take for us to get back. But here's one thing being floated. Checking a customer's temperature could become the norm. When you check in with a hostess, she may zap your head with a laser light to see if you have a temperature and can come in or not. Chains including McDonald's, Burger King, Popeye's are rolling out check temperature checks for employees. But as they open the dining room, people may have to have their own temperature checked. Social distancing means fewer tables, less crowded dining rooms. Um, cozy bars could suffer, maybe not forever, but you're, uh, there's going to be some changes. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So the death toll is going to be bad this week and everyone's like, be prepared for it. And that's actually good news. It's the demon known versus the demon unknown. Once we start seeing the numbers go down, we're going to start dreaming of, of getting let out. And it's going to be kind of like that pent-up chicken. Have you ever seen a chicken get let out of a coop and it knows its head's about to get lopped off? That's going to be the United States. When we know we can get back to partying on party boats with alcohol, when we know we can go back to churches, when we know we can go back to sporting events, when we know we can go to a concert and see a pretty woman in front of you and wink at her, wink, you're a weirdo. When we know we can get back and be social, we're gonna, you'll start seeing some movement. Again, this is not a three-point checklist. It's not that easy. We're seeing data like the U.S. GDP could fall 30% in the second quarter. Unemployment's already at 12 to 13%, and we don't report unemployment for another 25 days. Saudi Arabia took a big stake in Carnival Cruise Lines. Markets made up of buyers and sellers. Markets made up of winners and losers. I don't want to own a cruise line. I don't want to own an embattled cruise line. You should have standards that are you. I should have standards that are me. And I don't want to tell you which is which more right. Why don't you like cruise lines, Rob? Because I don't. I don't know why. So I made up a silly reason. It's because I don't want to get stuck on a cruise and have Kathy Lee, enter- Kathy Lee Gifford be my entertainment. But oddly enough, she's stuck in my cabin with me, and she sings and dances all day long. And I don't sing, nor do I dance. So it was a nightmare scenario for me. And that's the best way I can tell you I don't like Carnival Cruise Lines. Is Carnival Cruise Lines going to suspend their dividend? Yeah, they already did. They need to save cash. That's what I don't like. Their peers are suffering, so I see price wars ahead. They're burning through cash. I don't like that as far as operationally speaking. But you're allowed to. I'm not going to knock you if you have a bad trade. What I'm going to do if you make a career bad trades, I'm going to say, probably shouldn't have traded. Oil's falling again. That, to me, is one of the more interesting trades. Transports are going to lead the stock market higher when the stock market's ready to go higher. 
we've had year after year and year after year after year after year of up stock market. So it's time to take a little pause, a correction. When I'm in running mode, I go from one mile to two miles, three miles, four miles. Then I try to work on speed. And then I try to maintain it. Then I try to take off because I don't want my body to go through that kind of thing. Same thing with the stock market. You can't be running at peak efficiency all the time. And if you do, there's something wrong with it. When I'm making money and my buddy's making money, but the per person who's not making money is the person who's not investing, everyone who's investing is making money, you need time off on occasion. American Airlines, not American Airlines, Airlines in America said that they're going to slash more than 90% of flights to New York City. Seems a little bit late for that. Now, I know you're saying, man, you're a jerk. But it seems like maybe we should have done that two weeks ago. I know you're saying, but New York's the business center of America, and it's business center of the world, and New York is the city of the world. I, I get it. It seems kind of a reaction now is what I'm saying. Bill Gates calls the coronavirus pandemic a nightmare scenario but predicts lower death total than Trump. I'm so cynical and sarcastic that at this point in time, I'm thinking maybe the White House slipped out that 100 to 240,000 deaths, which is a pretty big range in and of itself, to try to not scare us, but to say we won. It's like the episode of The Simpsons when Marge comes home and she just bought a $4,000 pair of shoes and she goes, Homer, they were on sale for 40% off. But he still sees the price tag as $4,000. She sees it as what an amazing deal. Maybe that's what we're being set up with right now in the United States on how many deaths there's going to be. Is it 100,000 or is it 240,000 or is it truly we can't figure it out? But Gates is saying that if people continue practicing safe social distance and remain in quarantine, cases should begin leveling off towards the end of this month. Now, when cases level off, we're going to be the shotgun's going to be loaded and Wall Street's going to be ready. I'm not saying this is it. I'm not saying this is the white of their eyes. I'm still involved in the stock market. Always have been, always will be. I took some risk off the table at the end of last year. I thought stupidly, and then March happened, so I I say, wow. So I had two months where I was regretting it, and then I have had, well, that was good. I raised some cash. I did what I was supposed to do, and yeah, I kind of second-guessed myself, but that's, that's, that's human nature. Globally, there's more than 1.2 million cases. There's over 65,000 deaths. It's a big number. I think psychologically, we're like 6,500, 8,500 deaths. That's nothing. Like we saw what Normandy did, and we saw what like uh, um, (coughs) car crashes do on a daily basis, guns, um, medical malpractice. How many people are overdosing on drugs that don't need to be? How many people are dying in hospitals that don't need to be? This is a relatively small number, but it's not manageable. And that's the thing that freaks everyone out. And the hospital costs are, are, we weren't ready for this. So I think we can go 8,500. Like we, could, we could wrap our heads around that. What we can wrap our heads around is how strained our healthcare system is. And I, I like Bill Gates. Anytime he talks, I think he's just awesome. Um, I've always liked him, even when he was hated. But I've kind of got the don't hate me because I'm successful thing going with him. And I love the pivot that he did in his career. He left Microsoft. He, he still consults them. But he hasn't looked back. He doesn't have to be the man. 
and he's moved on to other issues. So when he's on TV, I'm paying attention these days. Very, very smart man. And I've done a lot of work uh, studying his foundation in the past. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. JP Morgan can handle JP, uh, the GDP dropping 35%. That's an important message, and it means nothing to you because you're like, JP Morgan, and then you go, Jamie Dimon. You're like, Jamie Dimon, let me Google Jim. And you're like, white guy, dresses like a banker. He looks like a banker. Guess what? He's a banker. He's probably the best banker in the world, in my opinion. Or you can make a case for it. He's the Kobe Bryant of banking. And now you're saying, but Shaquille O'Neal was better. Michael Jordan was better. That's fine. He's up there. Diamonds lists how elite lenders. Um, Diamonds awesome because when there's a crisis, Jamie Diamond he'll come out and tell you everything that he sees, like how the lenders are failing, how the politicians are failing. Like he he he's one of those guys. If you ask him his opinion, he's going to give it to you, and you're like, whoa, boy, that's a pretty big opinion you got there. He said, as a nation, we're clearly not equipped for this global pandemic, and the consequences have been devastating. Our inner city schools don't graduate half their students and don't give our children an education that leads to a livelihood. Our healthcare system is increasingly costly with many of our citizens lacking any access and our nutrition and personal health aren't being even taught at schools. Obes- obesity is a national scourge. So he's talking about the coronavirus and he slips in. Our schools are failing our kids. Our healthcare system costs too much money and we're fat. <laughs> I'm like, Awesome. He says, we have failed to put proper immigration policies in place. Our social safety nets are poorly designed, and the shares of wages for the bottom 30% of Americans have effectively been going down. He, ca- he says everything that you would want, and that's why you can't vote for him, because he's a banker, and he's not leaving banking to take a pay cut to be a politician. So, Jamie Dimon, if there were baseball cards of like your favorite team or your favorite sport... He would be uh, one of those baseball cards that I want to collect. He would be the Hornus Wagner of banking CEOs. I know you're saying, I don't think you said that name right. I don't know if Hornus or is Horace Wagner. I don't know this baseball card. I'm not that guy. So you just got to go with me. That That's where I was trying to push it, but it failed. So anytime you can see a Jamie Dimon story, grab it. He's one of those people that when he talks, I, I stop and I pay attention, like Warren Buffett. Um, and sometimes, like, I would shush you if you talk over Diamond or Buffett. So that's out there. Broadcom's in the news today basically saying things aren't horrible. They're okay. They're they're down kind of as expected, but they're not horrible. Leisure stocks are doing really, really well today, whether it's amusement parks or casinos. Um Companies that are tied towards airlines, companies that are tied towards like TripAdvisor booking travel, um, some not Airbnbs, but the hospitality hotels are doing well as a group, whether it be Hilton or Extended Stay America. That's not the sector I'm looking for. To me, that's not a leading sector. That's a rebound sector. I want to see transports. That's the one for me. I want to watch housing means something totally different than banks, which means totally something different than retail from REITs. There's an idea now that I was bringing up for you is that restaurants are going to down the road today. Instead of like sitting on top of each other, they're going to social distance us and put in fewer chairs. 
there was a restaurant that I used to go to in Saratoga, like specials place for dates kind of thing. And the celebrity chef, he flipped it and he went from like a $300 dinner to like affordable bites. He changed with the times. We will see changes out of this in retail. We will see changes in this out of our expectations on food delivery. We will see changes out of this that are, are less profound than we think. Um, but there'll be some positives and uh, try to formulate yourself in that direction. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anytime you want to talk, pick up the phone, call the show, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Today's a nice day. Who knows about tomorrow? But we're doing our work, and we're getting through this. And The drama is well-known at this point. I'm Rob Black. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia just bought a huge stake in Carnival Cruise Lines, 43.5 million shares. They are thinking that people will get back and cruise at some point. I see that there's a Robert Kiyosaki seminar coming or something like that. Anytime the markets go down, you tend to see a lot more like gold's going higher. Oil is the best investment of ever. Or in this case, real estate or whatever he's pushing. I see Kiyosaki as a guy who hung out a lot with people like Donald Trump, who has been investigated for his Trump University and shut down for false claims of making you wealthy, for false claims of how easy it is, for false claims of basically taking us as experts and you as a fool and asking you for big dollars in the process of educating you how to be just like us, even though it was the Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain. I don't like people who promise you to get wealthy, period. So other big stories out there today, and you tend to see these people I'm going to call them charlatans, but you tend to see their marketing efforts a little bit more loud during times where the markets are going up or down, particularly down fast. People want to take advantage. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. The health insurance industry was an industry that I was trying to connect the dots for you last segment and showing you how much we don't know about how bad this economy is going to get. The health insurance industry is asking the federal government for bailout money. And you'd be like, I thought they always made money. Uh, And that's another question of when there's bailout type scenarios. uh, Do we kind of create disasters within companies so that we can get, quote unquote, free money? Oh, no. There's a company called Amenu. Immunomedics, 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 yes. Um, Up 100% today. Now, when I see stories like this, I'm like, oh, I bet they got the cure for COVID or something, right? Um, They have a study that's going on that they're halting. That's typically not a good word, but they're halting because they're seeing the efficacy doing well. So, how much do you trust something like that? Stock's up 100%. By the end of the day, it could be down 40% or 60%. Now, in this case, immunomedics, 
you would think COVID, 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 right? You'd say, how is this little teeny tiny stock exploding up 100%? It's actually tied towards breast cancer. And it's a small reminder that other things in the world are happening other than just, you know, biological. It was a flu that got really out of hand. No, it's it's all part of the overall healthcare ecology. But Immunomedics up ten bucks today, going from nine bucks to nineteen dollars, up ninety nine percent on the idea of they're pretty deep in some breast cancer treatments, not cures, treatments. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's a lot of talk right now of, is this a market bottom or is it not? No one knows. I still own stocks. I raised some cash at the end of last year. I raised some cash during this process, but I still own stocks. That has not changed. Consult a broker advisor for taking action to any stock uh, kind of a concept. The economy is getting slammed. Analysts are coming out of the woodwork <laughs> on Zoom conferences. And they, they sound like they're calling you from the basement of the science building, or maybe a fishbowl, or maybe both in a fishbowl from the basement of the science building. Um, so analysts are coming out everywhere, and some of them are saying V-shaped recovery because uh, I don't see people changing long-term. I, I see some changes long-term. And some of them could possibly be good things, like the school year, and this is going to be a controversial statement, it doesn't have to be Little House on the Prairie. Come on, kids, into the school barn, and we're going to ring the bell. We've been teaching kids the same way. Why not figure out distance learning for next year, the year after, the year after, so that if there is another epidemic, pandemic, whatever, we're ready for it. Why not start making some of this into our emergency planning for businesses? Um, I can tell you in the financial planning community, the gold standard has always been GoToMeeting. And when you see what Zoom can do compared to GoToMeeting, you're like, Zoom's got, a, Zoom's got a future. It may not be everyone social distancing and drinking, let's get together and wish our good friend a happy birthday. And there's one friend out of four who just can't get the microphone worked out and Pictures on his kid who's running around the back of the house naked or, you know, on a scooter with no diaper on. Some of this will go away for sure. Some of it will stick, and it's a good thing that it does. I always, one of my biggest complaints I have in radio is I've got a boss who is, he is so old school radio, and he is such a delight to talk to. But him and I, our schedules are about an hour off, so as I'm leaving, he's coming. And I would love to talk to him more. I'd love to have more one-on-ones. Like, hey, what, what do you like or dislike about the show? He's very hands-off until, well, I say something stupid. So I could see me and him doing once-a-month check-ins on a Zoom kind of situation. That'd be a good thing and not a bad thing. It'd be, I'm asking, for instance, consulting into the, the concept here of how companies could be better is start using Zoom as a, you know, a tool. When you get online, you don't have to be so negative of like, oh, I can't get my camera working. Or, oh, you can go like, take a look at my workspace. It's awesome. And show me your He-Man doll. I think we could find some positives in all this. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. The headline that says it all is airlines slash more than 90% of flights to coronavirus hotspot in New York City. Markets are rallying today because today, this week is supposed to be the worst week or next week, the worst week ever for the United States. 
this is going to be bad. They've prepped us for it. So maybe the headlines have told us we've put it in a bottom. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.